Hey there, it's Reagan with That Emerald Ray Life. Thanks so much for joining in today to learn a bit more about our platform. What this is, That Emerald Ray Life, it's a meeting place for those others like us who found themselves in a situation where they were stuck and they got tired of the status quo. They got tired of settling. So this will be a place for you to learn and to get some inspiration. And uh, You're going to laugh and cry and make fun of us because uh, just a heads up, I, I will give you the disclaimer. I am certainly a bit of a goofball and I have corny sayings and I overuse dude and gee willikers. And so <laughs> just know that. But uh, hey, that's what that's what makes me me. And, and I'm all right with it. So I sure hope you guys are as well. I want you to, if you're not driving, do me a favor, head out to my Instagram real quickly, that Emerald Ray Life. Uh, there are dots after every word though. So that dot emerald dot ray dot life out on Instagram. Today's post um, out there will really show you guys that you can. That's It's that simple. You can can because what I want you to do is 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 think about it for a moment and then um, you know go down in my comments like go down in my comments and tell me what is that one thing that that you you know that, that nagging thing that is just there and if you could do anything that would be what you did you know what is your dream what is your desire because um, I know we so often get in our own head and we question those things or we share it with the wrong person and they talk us out of it and that's tough. So if ever you're like, yeah, I really want to do this, but you know, so many others are already doing it or I'll, you know, it's too much money or it's too much time or I have this other job or my mom won't like it. My husband won't like it, whatever. Um, who cares? You can and you will. And we're going to do these things together. And I'm so excited to have you join me. So this next segment after um, a note from our supporting, you know, advertiser here will share with you quite a bit about myself and just really some random things that kind of made me me and, and how I got here today and some things that I, I hope can give me some credence to share with you my, uh, my knowledge and my experience and um, that you know that, that I'm real. So that's what's up for today. Tune in and then I can't wait for you guys to listen in on our launch on Wednesday. The blog and the podcast will go live on Wednesday. So you will have an awesome guest who is going to share her story and get you guys fired up. So y'all make it a great day. And keep listening. And uh, it just wasn't a good fit for me. And I knew it, so I um, had done some, some pre-planning, but uh, clearly not enough. I ended up actually losing my job, which was um, very eye-opening and surprising and um, a little overwhelming, all those things all at once. And it didn't take me too long, though, to realize that, hey, I'm going to be all right. This is a blessing. And oh my goodness, gee willikers, is it a blessing? So yeah, it's given me some time to just freaking breathe and get to know myself and go deep within. And some of that's kind of, you know, not always so fun, but it was so needed. And I realized, dude, stop freaking settling. So I've um, just been really working hard on, on getting to, um, to know myself again, using my creativity. And um, the beauty is I had a lot of friends that were also going through a transition. Either they 
chose to or um, threw some things out of their control, ended up also being in a, a spot where it was time to make a move. And then I've got some others who, you know, they're, they're still killing it at their day job, but they're ready to, to use their gifts and their skills and shall we say their mysteries. I think we all have those and I realize I have uh, pushed mine away for a long time and it's kind of like you got that little little nag in your head going on uh, telling you to do more. Well, mine got really loud and just said, like, get out there, it's time. Uh, you know, I keep telling people dare to dream, but then when you don't come up with a, with a navigation, with a plan, it doesn't work. You know, I'm not going to hop in my car and drive down to Atlanta without checking a, the map or putting it in my GPS just to see what, um, you know, what interstates I want to take and stuff. You just, you just wouldn't generally not have a plan. And so I think the, the fly by the seat of the pants, it, it got me through 44 years, but, um, it's time for me to make a change. And so many of my colleagues, because they know I've got some, some awesome skills and gifts and knowledge and resources and education, They've been asking me for help with their business, and you know they're so creative. Golly, I've got some really awesome people in my life that um, can do so many things, and I'm super excited to watch them grow and thrive, and uh, you know go from their little caterpillar to a butterfly. It's going to be really cool together, you guys. But that's what we're going to do. Uh, I want us to start to collaborate. There's so many things that you know I may know this, and you may know that, and we can kind of put our heads together and brainstorm. But what I really want to do for you all is I am here to um, to really lead you on that, to challenge you to get out of your, you know, your comfort zone. I know that's overused, but for real though, get out of your comfort zone. Stop settling. You know, stop going to a job that you don't love. Stop yearning to do something. And I don't care, you know, maybe you want to get back into ballet or synchronized swimmer. Did you know I was a synchronized swimmer in high school? Actually, from like fourth grade up through part of high school. Yes, Ma'am, I was a darling dolphin and then a, a member of the shark club. Little, little fun fact about Ray Ray. Um, you'll learn all sorts of little nuggets that are just going to make you say, is this girl for real? Did she really do that? And I will often bring on uh, my best friend and partner in crime and uh, sister from another mister. My, my friend Lisa will often be here to co-sign for me and let you guys know that I am not telling lies. If I say I lived in Gary, Indiana and stayed in a tent and ate fruit cocktail, it's a true story. So um, sometimes I think my stories are just so freaking far out that they seem they're either exaggerated or they're um, not, they're an untruth and, and, and that's just not the case. I just lived a lot and did a lot of knucklehead things pulled a lot of shenanigans and um so for real we will be bringing on lisa she will be in one of our first episodes so that'll be fun to listen to her and kind of hear her her plan going forward so i'm excited about that i've got some other gals who um, have been you know using their their talents to create some some things that you can buy like candles and just different art and you name it. You name it, we got it. We've got real estate agents. We've got people who've started their own business. We've got cancer survivors and those who've had tremendous you know, success in their fitness journey. So these are all things I want to help you guys with is um, just some personal development, business development, as well as um, you know, health and fitness. Now, I'm you're probably like, pot, meat, kettle. What are you going to teach me about fitness? Because you know what? I let uh, life get in the way 
of my my fitness for a bit so it's been nice to get back in the gym it's 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 hard though man man do I get to panting a lot sooner than I used to so um, that will be a work in progress but but for real though I can tell you guys some some awesome ideas and little tweaks that we can make to our lives that'll make huge differences so that that really excites me hope you did check out the trailer um if, if you didn't if you know just when you get a chance, jump out there, listen to that, because what we're going to do is just have these conversations with my awesome colleagues, and they also found them themselves stuck, and I just decided, you know what, it's time that we get unstuck, so I am doing some one-on-one with, with people. They can, um, you know, choose to do that on a weekly basis, bi-weekly basis, or even monthly. I have also been able to do some consulting, and I'm able to go in and do trainings to a larger group, if that's anything you want. Of course, we um, are doing some some other get-togethers in the evenings and on the weekends as well. That's something that if you had a group that you are wanting to, um, you know, to put something together, and that could be, you know, so many things. Whether we want to get together for a day and do a vision board, uh, and that doesn't mean I'm just going to say here's some glue and a, a glue stick and here's some magazines you can tear out. That's not what it's about. It's about to really just get down and visualize what makes you happy you know what makes your heart full of joy what the hell makes you want to go do a cartwheel like i want y'all to feel like you could just go do a cartwheel right now just because you're happy you're you're getting out there and you're doing your thing and you're not settling so take some time over the next you know over this weekend for me get a journal out or a notebook i don't you know write it on your your grocery list i don't care but just um make some notes at least mental notes if you choose not to do the pen and paper or do some talk to text it's okay but think about think about that little girl or that little boy I who used to you know what was it that you wanted to do I mean let me tell you I stood with my mom's beige vacuum cleaner um, handle and I talked into the reflection of my microwave a lot when I say a lot I mean a lot uh, I sang too. I'm, I'm really not a singer. That's a that's another story for another day. How I'm like Ariel in the Little Mermaid and lost my voice, but I will get it back and I will be all melodious again one day. Um, but no, really think about that. Like what what made you just talk to yourself in the mirror and just get out there and do whatever? But you just were unstoppable and so resilient as when we were younger and and I feel like somewhere along the line we we lose that zest and that love of life and that fun and I'm just over it I'm I'm over it for myself and I'm over it for you I'm just fed up I think 2020 is here I know it's here and I know it's time to make some changes so um, we are going to get to that Um, real brief history of me I had mentioned I'm from a farm in southeastern Iowa I went to you know, all through school down there. I, I did leave for a bit. I had three freshman years of college, so had one down at a JUCO in Ottumwa, I think one semester in my hometown of Ottumwa, and I went to Indian Hills. Then I left, um, did live in Gary, Indiana for a bit, moved back home, and then went to Cedar Rapids. Did a little bit of time over at Kirkwood Community College, and I was just really you know, kind of floundering and not, not finding myself. I mean, you're 18, 19, you're finally kind of out on your own and you can, you can just do whatever. And some people really find themselves and, um, get, get at it a lot faster than me. 
but it took me a bit and then I ended up I uh, I was just waitressing at as, as a server and a smiling people greeter over at TGI Fridays and I had a significant amount of flair yes I did I um, would be happy to um, you know go toe-to-toe -to -toe with anybody and show off my flair and I'm guaranteeing I'm going to win you know you had to have at least 15 pieces so anyway I ended up with um, a baby on the way and I decided that I was going to move back home um, closer to my folks and raise my son down there and go back to school so so that's what I did and I ended up having my third freshman year <laughs> when I was 21 I went back to college my baby was on my son Ashton was almost a year old and I went back to school then and there was a program that that kind of um, is exactly what I visualize for people it seriously just like made us dig deep and work on some some interpersonal things game plan strategize taught us study skills and really how to get through life dealing with people who are going to give you resistance because I, I, unfortunately you guys are some haters out there and, and sometimes it's your closest loved one so um, you know, I was living with my, not that he was my closest loved one, but I was with my son's father at the time and he made it pretty difficult for me to, to do much. And I just decided I'm going to school and I'm going to, you know, raise money and um, show my son that you have to work hard because he wasn't getting that on the other side. And so that's what I did. And um, but, the, but this course that I went through, it was a summer program, and it really taught me that you're, you're going to get some resistance, and these are the things and the stuff that you need to do to get through it. And I will never forget that class. It was called the HOPE program. It was awesome, you guys. I mean, it was just a life-changing course for me. We did a lot of testing and stuff. I did really well, and it was really kind of a self-esteem booster for me because all of a sudden I was scoring higher than most everybody, I would say, in the the class there was a few of us that were, were really kicking butt at it I can remember but uh, it really it really made me think like shit you, you maybe are, are pretty smart your, your teachers always told you you were and look at you now so I just went to school and I worked my tail off you know and, and being 21 with a bunch of 18 year olds that's a big difference I had some life experience at that point that I, I simply wouldn't have had if I was 17 or 18 and I had a little boy at home who who I had to succeed for. A failure wasn't an option. If you want, I can um, stop and play some Eminem real quickly right there. If I could sing for you guys, I would. Anyway, I did really well in school. I was in our honor society. I was a tutor in our psychology um, program. I took notes for some, some differently abled kids. And um, I also was realizing I was a little differently able. I learned differently than anyone around me. And so, although I'm what I would say is extremely intelligent and have pretty pretty high IQ, it, um, I don't learn the same and I absolutely don't get from point A to point B like anybody else. And, and I never will. <laughs> and, I, and I know that now. But um, those classes that I took, you know, I took a lot of psych and soch uh, and then uh, it just taught me a lot about myself and my learning style and about others as well and how they, they kind of interpret life. It just made me realize, you know, you can't place your values on anyone. So there was, there was just a lot. I went on to a small private school 
William Penn University in Oskaloosa, Iowa. I got two degrees there. I ended up with a psychology degree in um, human services and then a general sociology degree. So I always was drawn to learning about people. I was just one course shy of getting my um, journalism minor, not major, but I had two majors and then I was close to getting that minor, but I didn't want to stick around for one more semester to take that class. So I did it. Um, after that, did social work for quite a few years. I, I was able to be blessed with some companies that were, were some small nonprofits, and so they didn't have one person just doing one role necessarily. I was thrown into so many different things, and I really had an opportunity to just kind of meet people where they were and, and again, go in and not place judgment on them and not place my values on them, and that was hard. Being a very open-minded person in a small southern Iowa town, I was um, put in a position to assist and help people with their struggles, and their struggles that I saw weren't always the struggles that I was there to help them with. So um, there was, you know, I, I maybe had to deal with some some racism and some different things that might have been going on. I would hear, you know, words in people's homes that just made my blood boil and broke my heart and uh, had a little brown baby at home and I took it, you know, a little real personally, but I had to just say, Reagan, this isn't what you're here for. You're not here to, um, you know, to push the civil rights movement on some man who's drinking so much he's about to lose custody of his son. You know, things like that were what I was struggling with. And, um, and that was interesting to be put in that position, but but I learned a lot. I, I learned a lot. I learned um, what I will and will not do again, for sure. After I did that for a few years, I decided that it was time to um, make some more money and get out of this small town that, that I could tell was not going to be the, uh, the best place to raise a brown son and a beige son by myself. I, it just wasn't. Um, I wish I could say that things have changed and everyone down there is so open-minded and inclusive, but, but unfortunately they still have their own struggles um, that they're, they're working through back home. And I, I'm not sure when they'll get there, but I'm happy to help any of you with it back home that, that might need any extra help with anything, for sure. So I moved up to Des Moines when my boys were fairly young. Back in 2003, we came up here and I started working in corporate America and learned a lot there as well. So totally switched roles and learned learned a, learned about a lot of red tape and you know different things. But but I actually I had an awesome time. I worked at the same place for quite a while, and many of my friends ended up. I kind of recruited them or I guess referred them, and they came over. And shoot, we had a blast. We had probably too much fun for a professional environment, but we were all really good at what we did. But I tell you, we did probably give our manager headaches and nightmares. And bless your heart, Bella Jean Scarlett, you um, you are like no other manager I ever had. And I always knew you. You loved and cared about us, even if I was driving you crazy. But I learned so much there. And, and the beauty of that was I was able to get my master's degree. So I was working a full-time job raising two children, um, one that wasn't even in school yet, and um, then going to school full-time, night school at Drake University. And so a lot of sacrifices were made by my mom and dad and my both of my boys. Um, you know, they had to to go to my folks a lot. They have awesome memories of it, but, you know, it was, it was some time away from me and um, a little bit more drive-through meals back then than I'd like to admit. Um, 
didn't get all the, the home cooking during the week if I had class and, uh, you know, 40 page papers. But we made it, and I graduated back in 2007, and I walked across that stage um, with a broken foot. I did take off my walking boot and wore some pretty, uh, pretty sexy red Steve Madden stilettos, if I do remember. I walked across that stage, and I, I remember just being so thankful for my, you know, I looked up in the stands, and my grandpa was there, my grandma, and my boys, and my mom and dad. And I realized how many sacrifices they had made so that I could do that. Damn it, I wasn't going to cry on the first episode. But I thought I was going to come out of there and start a nonprofit and save the world one person at a time. But I didn't. <laughs> I kind of gave up that dream when, um, you know, the recession came and I, I just didn't think that it was um, the right time to start a business and go out on my own. And I... I, uh, you know, beat myself up for that for a lot of years. But uh, the time is now. I think I'm in a much better place. I've learned a lot. I've, um, you know, got, got, shoot, almost 15 years under my belt since I graduated. And I realize the time is now to, to start my own business. And so we've got some stuff going on the nonprofit side that's coming down the road that uh, is so exciting. And I'm, I'm excited to to tell you more about that it's at one point when we're closer you know that is quite the process but um but yeah I ended up you know kind of doing the social work thing part-time I was a certified domestic violence advocate you know helping men and women get through the adversities of that and dealing with um safety plans and connecting them with the, the necessary resources to, to get out there on their own and leave a really tough situation and, and that's hard and I've got some personal experience on that um, when I was a young teen thank god it was before I had children I guess I wasn't a young teen I was an old teen I was 18 but um, I I did get myself in a situation that that taught me so much so much I learned about myself. I couldn't believe I was in this situation. I was the last person I would have expected. And I would have totally talked crap about someone else. Like, why is she staying this and that and the other? You know how we all do. And um, all of a sudden it was me. And I walked away from that, that relationship um, after a few, you know, quite a few months of some pretty good beatdowns. And um, sorry that I, I laugh about stuff sometimes. I think that's how we cope. But um, no, I, I did. I, I Luckily, I walked away with my life and um, was able to get my dignity back but I learned a lot and I decided I was never going to let that happen to someone else if I if I could stop it and so I did the domestic violence advocacy for years and um, then I was working full-time in a sales position and I you know to me relationship building I think that's what people in sales do if you're a good salesperson you know how to sell a day in your life. You just have to cultivate a relationship, care about people, listen to them, um, figure out their pain points, and be there, be their hero, and um, you know help give them some peace of mind. That's what I did in sales, and I was a top performer always in any sort of a sales position that I was in. And, and my sales weren't necessarily that I was selling um, a Kirby vacuum, although that was something that uh, that my best friend and I did venture out in when we were teenagers. Um, so I wasn't always selling a product. I was selling a service and I was selling um, my, my skills 
and I was helping again to provide my customers with peace of mind. So I had years in the transportation industry um, and sales roles doing recruiting and freight brokerage and I absolutely loved it. Uh, Crazy thing though, transportation, it's its own beast. It is a field that, um, you know, it's an industry that nothing is really in your control. I mean, there's so many things that go on that are just outside of your control and so um, you're constantly putting out fires. Um, you know, I'd like to say I was constantly just saving the day, but but it, it was stressful. It, you know, I take my customer, the, the service I provide to my customers extremely seriously. And I take um, the fact that I was bringing in drivers and um, sometimes kind of changing their lives with giving them a new job or, um, you know, I was paying them to do a service for me or whatever. Um, it was a lot for me to please so many people and, and I'm such a pleaser that I, I kind of struggled with that. The other reason that I would say that it, it could have been a somewhat overwhelming was I was in an office that it wasn't a good setting for me at all. I, I had you know come from past positions where I was blessed to have my own office and um, whew, that's a if you don't have that, I'm sorry, because the cubicle America thing, guys, that is, that struggle is real. But no, I was in a loud office. Uh, there was loud music and, you know, people behind me burping the ABCs and things like that, you know, adult things like that, tossing footballs and knocking my grandpa's picture down with their basketball pretty regularly. And um, I felt like I was, you know, playing four square at recess and not in a, a professional atmosphere. And what I learned about myself from that is, you know, I always knew I was um, kind of a squirrel and I was easily distracted. So I knew, you know, I had attention deficit hyperactive disorder. I just something I had and um, had really been able to, to deal with for the most part my whole life. But, but this atmosphere was so overwhelming to me and, and I just was constantly overstimulated. And, and I've been like that for a long time, but I just, since I've had this break to kind of figure some things out, I realized after um, some research, and um, actually I watched a show on uh, Gaia with, um, darn it, I'll have to get you guys the name, but it, it had Alanis Morissette in it, and it's talking about being a highly sensitive person. And I thought, well, you know, I've always been told we are a highly sensitive person. You know, I've gone to a therapist, I've gone to a psychiatrist, I'm not afraid to to share these things with you because I want people to realize, like, mental health struggle is real and it's only getting worse, and for people, I think, with just everything. So, so just be okay with that, if that's something that you struggle with. But anyway, I, I always had tried to explain to people, I'm, it's like I have raw nerve, nerve endings. Everything is louder to me, whether that's a noise or a smell a texture. I feel everything so intensely that it's it's quite overwhelming. And so not only do I feel real things like, you know, the way that the zipper or the seam in my pants or socks feels and the way that your perfume is overwhelming and you didn't really need to marinate in it last night, did you? Um, those things, uh, the noise level, you know, I just wasn't able to tune things out and I could hear multiple conversations all at once. Um, I'm just was constantly on, on high alert. So I'd known I was always very hypervigilant and I, I took a lot of that, um, in my mind, it went back to, you know, growing up in a, in a family with, uh, my dad was, um, my dad used to drink quite a bit and awesome guy, but, uh, he did like his bush light. 
and I was always just real hypervigilant, kind of dealing with um, worrying about him, you know, making sure he made it home and listening to my parents fuss and fight, and um, thank goodness that uh, I had my son back in 96, and my daddy got sober, and so he's got 23 years under his belt, and if you know my mom, now bless your heart, mom, but um, living with my mom, now that could drive a, you know, a person to drink, (laughs) it just, I mean, it just could, she's a lot too, she's a lot like me, so um, my dad's a soldier, man, he's just an awesome guy, uh, hard worker, so I'm very, pr- I'm very proud of his sobriety, and I, and I took it very personally for forever. So it was like I had to work on that for him. And um, but you know what? He's he's a lot stronger than me, and he's he's done an awesome job. And I I'm so thankful because because of it, my um, my children have been blessed with an awesome grandpa. So um, yeah, they just don't come a lot better than him, for sure. So, yeah, that's a little bit about that, but I, I always just kind of blamed my my hypervigilance. I, not blamed, but I related it to that. I figured that that's what it stemmed from. And I and I do believe that, that some of it may have come from that, but I believe um, now that I've done some research, I realize this is a gift. I, I'm one of, you know, less than 20% of people who, who are very highly sensitive personality empaths. So uh, I'm feeling what you're feeling. You know, you walk in, I might be able to tell you how you feel before you know. And a lot of times I'm hearing what's not being said. And so I'm absorbing like a little sponge everybody's things, you know. So when you're in an environment where it is constant chaos and um, just due to the industry and, and also due to some, some definite toxicity of the office, um, it was just a lot for me. So. I'm in a different place now. I'm able to work at home, be a, be a, be a stay-at-home dog mommy. And so I've got two rescue dogs, Willis and Raleigh. Willis is my my nine-year-old boxer. He's got degenerative myelopathy, so we're doing um, lots of extra TLC with him. And, uh, you know, we do have to kind of move him around. His back legs just don't work anymore too much. He's still happy and wagging his tail and full of love, and uh, they don't come better. That's, that's my boo. That's my old man. That's love right there and then I have Raleigh who we rescued this summer and um, he kind of came into our life at a at a tough time as well we had actually just gone through a fire or I had and um, had to move a, a neighbor of mine caught our place on fire so that was a lot of that was a big setback for me it, it really affected me more than I um, expected and certainly more than I, I wish I had to admit but it, it really was a, a huge setback for me and uh, Raleigh moved in right after that and uh, he had gone through some stuff so he was abandoned down in Oklahoma and then um, went to a foster care was transported up here actually he lived outside for about a month down there at an outdoor kennel of the lady who rescues and then they were transported up here so he was in a foster care for a month and then I got him and um, he's got some you know some severe separation anxiety but boy is he the sweetest little naughty boy you'd ever know and darn is he cute so, so those are my two, my two fur babies. And then I've got two, um, two boys. My son Ashton is 23. My son Landon is 20. So Ash is uh, an intelligence analyst, uh, 35 Foxtrot, Army National Guard, Iowa Army National Guard. And uh, goes to, he's taken this term off, but uh, he's a student at Iowa State as well. And uh, he's taken a few terms off because this is what I love about my boy. When his heart, um, when he, when he's called to do something, he does it. 
you know, he was called to, to join the Army while he was in college. And so he took some time off, about seven months, for boot camp in AIT down in Fort Huachuca and um, boot camp in Fort Sill and then AIT down in Fort Huachuca. He was the Distinguished Honor grad. I want to brag for just a minute on that. I was so proud of him. He's, he's always been genius level smart, but man, he also killed it with the, the physical stuff, which, which you know, was, was hard when you're you know, a couple years out of high school and hadn't just been active in sports. He's, he's very cerebral and he was into his debate and his music and his bowling and, you know, saving the world and his politics. And uh, he's, he's too, I would um, definitely say, a, a highly sensitive person, but not, um, not quite to the extreme that I am. He's able to handle it a little, a little more. Um, now that I, I think of it as a gift, though, I'm, I'm excited to turn this around. Um, then my boy Landon, he is 20, uh, just turned 20, so he's he's a mature man of two decades under his belt, he told me. So yeah, we've got Landon. He is a very naturally talented athlete. He played uh, football and basketball through high school. He did go on to play college basketball as well, and uh, had a kind of a, a crappy start, though, to, to his first year of college. Uh, got hurt right away even before the season started and and unfortunately he didn't choose to take a medical red shirt that year which which I sure wish he had it just um, it just set him back quite a bit and and the coaching staff wasn't quite what we had hoped for and um, he endured a terrible winter in northern Iowa the worst winter we'd had here in Iowa in years and my baby was far enough north that it made a big difference so he thought it was like an apocalypse um, so I think he learned a lot about himself over the last year and then um, came home and took a term off and started back at school just uh, just this week so super excited about that he's like a new boy now that he's he's got some stuff to do so uh, I'm happy to to watch those boys grow I they are both going to do big things Um, I would say you know keep your name out or your ears out open for the name Ashton Ayers Uh, maybe one day he'll switch back to Ingle but um, my son will uh, will definitely be in politics um, and not not the uh, stereotypical politician, but um, the, the kind that, that really does want to just see the world as a better place and um, just very open-minded. It, it's very refreshing to, to watch him in action. So that's a little bit about all my, my four boys, and those are some things that are definitely important to me, being a parent, being a dog mom. I wish I could rescue all the dogs. Um, and maybe that's something we can all do together, collaborate and get some more dogs, um, people to adopt, uh, you know, opt to adopt. That would be pretty cool. But um, just stay tuned. I would love for you guys to, um, you can shoot me an email or, you know, hit me up on Instagram. We, our blog should be going live um, here next week as well when, when that podcast goes. So it's just that emeraldraylife.com. Ray is R-A-E, just like my grandma, Elsie Ray. So um, that emeraldraylife.com. Now, Instagram, I had to throw a few periods in there. It looks like somebody else stole my emeraldraylife. But um, so that dot emerald.ray.life out on Instagram. But I would love to hear from you guys. If you've got a story that you feel is worth sharing, whether you overcame some obstacles 
or if you, you know, went out there and just followed your dreams unapologetically. And I know women, we shouldn't have to say unapologetically. Men would never say, oh, I unapologetically did what I wanted. But um, you guys listening, for some reason, we, we have to preface it with that sometimes. But, um, but I don't care. I'm going to be unapologetic about being me. And that's what I want you guys to do is just get out there, dare to dream, do your own thing. But, but hit me up. I want to know, you know, what is your story? And, um, you know, what are, what are you about? So uh, that.emerald.ray.life on Instagram and um, hashtag about that life. Uh, put that in there so I can kind of track you guys and see. But, or just shoot me an email, thatemeraldraylife at gmail.com. And um, would love to connect with you. I've, uh, again, got some options for some individualized uh, one-on-one coaching, journey strategist sessions, and um, where we can really kind of come up with a plan. And I'd love to just sit back and listen to you and, and kind of figure out where some, where some spots are, where some things are missing, and um, how I feel like we can fill those in to, you know, make those stepping stones to get you to where you want to be. So that is my goal for you. Um, again, do some journaling, kind of think about, you know, if you could, I know it's, you know, cheesy and stuff, but shit, if you could win the lottery, what would you do? Because I don't think you're just going to go on a cruise forever. Um, I think you're going to get out there and um, finally take a break, pause, live in the present moment and um, use your skills to, to better the world. I feel that we're um, all doing a little bit of a disservice by keeping those little mysteries to ourselves. It's time, kids, we share them. So I am excited. I do want to um, kind of give you one little last disclosure in case you haven't picked up on it. I, um, I do talk quickly. I, I, I am a little bit all over the place, and I wish I could tell you that will go away and make it better. Um, but I am just random. When a thought pops in, I sometimes just spew it out at you. Um, so yeah, potty mouth, a little bit random. Um, also, I'm, I'm pretty open to a lot of things. So I don't have one just dogma that I, I would follow or one religion or anything like that. And I don't want you to ever feel uncomfortable with that because I may throw out at you that, um, you know, hey, you should listen to your tarot cards or your oracle cards, or I might have, um, invite, you know, the gal that, that, um, has done my readings, Bostonia Bruja, shout out to her, she is the shiznit, um, just kind of why we're here today, guys, she let me know there's big things on the horizon, and uh, no matter what I do, I'm, I'm going to succeed, so, um, to narrow it down to one, so the one thing was starting was, um, to do the, the coaching and then the podcast, and so we, we got a couple things under our belt, but I'm excited for them to both grow, and, um, then get that nonprofit going. So we got a few things in the horizon and um, just doing some different consulting work and, and helping some guys one-on-one with things and some of my lady friends as well. So I am very, very excited and like Mama Bear is just ready to watch you guys grow. Um, but this will be fun. And again, another thing. Yeah, I'm an old lady. I, I am. However, um, I feel like I'm kind of starting over. And so I don't want that to be perceived, I mean, I know I'm starting over, I don't feel that way, as as immaturity or anything like that, not that I'm clearly the most professional or the most mature lady, but um, I hope it can just be refreshing that no matter how old you are, it's okay to start over, it's okay to be what you always wanted to be, um, it's okay to, to dare to dream as long as you actually come up with a plan and take action. And I also don't want my age to scare any of you younger folks because 
if um, if somebody could have reached out to me and put you know put arms around me when I was um, even like my kids age 20 23 and and just let me know that you know not to sweat the small stuff and all these little things that we worry about uh, they so don't matter I do feel like the, the, the younger generation, at least my boys, they do kind of get it. They, they are doing their own thing a lot more than I feel that, that many in my generation were. But um, yeah, this, you know, he, she, no matter what pronoun you, you identify with, uh, no matter what generation you're from, this is a, an open, safe place for you to come and for you to listen and for you to reach out to us and share your ideas and your concerns and you know, just celebrate uh, those triumphs. But um, just know this is going to be a roller coaster, this life that we're on. And um, it is up and down. But shit, isn't that exciting? I mean, when you kids were young, or you remember being a kid and just getting on, you know, we had the tornado here at Adventureland. I don't know what amusement park y'all went to, but um, that was that was a big one when I was a kid. Now, of course, there's there are many better, but that, that was my memory. Like, if I had to pick a pick it uh, my first roller coaster would definitely be the tornado and then my first upside down was uh, the Orient Express over in Kansas City just so you know that world's a fun but no life is definitely a roller coaster and again I know that's kind of cliche but it but it is it's just up and down and you know it's it's a lot of waiting you wait in a line and you're hot and you're sweaty and it kind of sucks and you're like my god am I ever going to get here is it going to be worth it and you get on and you're like holy buckets can I stay can I go around one more time and you know, you're going over that first hill and you, you nearly, you know, wet your pants and you're freaking out. And then as you're afraid you're going to fly out and you got all these emotions and you're trying to hold your head steady so you don't get hurt. And I mean, that's life, man. You just, it's, it's just fast and up and down and round in circles and all over the place. And you wait and you, you get sick and you, all these things can happen. But, but in the end, you're like, yeah, yeah that was, that was a lot of fun. I'm about to do that again. Um, so just, just keep at it and don't give up. Just be resilient and know that no matter what you're going through right now, things will get better. Um, and if you're in a good place, we're going to just, we're just going to keep that going for a while. Um, but there are going to be some stuff thrown at you and we're going to work on some coping mechanisms and some, some different strategies to handle those obstacles when they're just unexpectedly thrown at you. So, um, so that's what I want to be here um, with you guys for. Just be a partner, help you all out. And, um, and I know you guys will help me out along the way as well. And together we're going to grow and it's going to be exciting. We'll look back, you know, in three months and six months and shoot definitely in a year and be like, holy buckets, look where we started. I was, I was fussing every Sunday night cause I had to go to that hell hole the next day and I did not want to go. Or I was crying every day. I had to leave my baby at the daycare and now I get to work from home. And you know, those are going to be the, the triumphs that we celebrate together and uh, can't wait to see it. Again, hit me up over on Instagram. Um, put that hashtag in there. Hashtag about that life. At, um, and I'm at emerald.ray.life.com. You can follow my blog, emeraldraylife.com. Um, that has not launched yet, so it is coming soon. And by soon, I mean watch for it. Um, by hump day, you guys will have a, a full podcast with a nice combo with an exciting and talented individual so I'm excited to share that with you and I'm excited to um, go on this journey together and so y'all make it a great day